0: Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I am the founder of a business called the Career Happiness Mentor. And within this podcast, we explore themes around career happiness, confidence, well being, and so much more. Not only do I do one to one personalized episodes to really, really support you as a listener. But you will have the chance to listen to really, really amazing guests from all corners of not just world, but different industries. It's really, really important that you are not only happy in your career, but you make time to progress in a way that feels right for you. So if you want to have more energy in your career, change your career, find out more about how to potentially start a business or even help your teenager with careers advice this is the podcast for you thanks so much hello everyone and in today's episode i'm going to be talking about why are we rejecting hustle culture so for those of you who've been listening to this podcast for a very long time you'll remember in season two I actually visited this topic. I actually asked the question to the podcast audience, you know, do we have a hustle problem? And at that time, that was recorded in December of 2020, when we were like very much in the mix of going through the pandemic quite significantly. And I was having a lot of clients and a lot of people come to me feeling burnt out feeling overwhelmed, feeling the pressure of working from home and just spinning. They were spinning. And so the topic of conversation of things like quiet quitting and things like that were emerging. But what I found is a lot of people are really, really, really rejecting hustle culture. And there's been quite a lot of like news segments and discussions around this rejection of hustle culture and it being, you know, like a hustle problem, um, especially with Gen Zedders. And A lot of people criticising Gen Zedders for being lazy because they work differently is not helping this narrative. I spoke about this on LinkedIn last week when I saw a debate on Good Morning Britain, where they were talking about, you know, are Gen Zedders lazy? And I felt that the debate in itself, the Gen Zedder gave some really brilliant points. But I just felt like the two people were speaking on top of each other and the debate was not controlled in the way that I would have liked to have seen. I would have liked to have seen them spend a bit more time on that segment, but I know that they're limited with time because it was a really, really interesting topic. I do think that labelling Gen Zedders as lazy is really, 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 really unhelpful. And this rejection of hustle culture is happening because Gen Zedders just work differently. And the pandemic has really, really brought to the table and exacerbated a lot of the problems that us millennials and, you know, um, people who um, belong to Generation X have almost um, <laughs> allowed to happen. So really, really, really toxic work patterns. So instead of doing that, we should be mentoring and supporting each other and we should be trying to help each other. And so one thing that I would say is please go and revisit the episode I did, episode 65, where I spoke about do we have a, you know, hustle problem. I give some tips around having a hustle free life in that episode. But also the problem with hustle culture and some of the reasons it's such a problem is hustling and working hard, working so you can get a promotion so that you can get this and you get that all these values and all these kind of ways of working have really, really changed for younger people now. And for a lot of my clients, because, you know, I work with younger people in schools and colleges, but I'm also working with a lot of younger clients who are coming to me feeling burnt out, feeling stressed, and having a lot of mental health issues. You know, some of them are going to see counsellors and therapists or they're having holistic treatments where they're going for yoga or reflexology, etc. So we also have this issue where when people are really, really, really working hard, they're not necessarily working smart. And that is an issue. And I think this generation, Generation Z especially, and kind of some of the younger millennials, I consider myself an older millennial, um, are really, really thinking about the impact of this. And I really, really feel that that is an important thing to factor in here. Also, in episode 196, I did speak a little bit about quitting. And I gave some practical tips about quitting. But quitting is another thing that a lot more people are actually doing. When quiet quitting emerged and people were working in the background and kind of doing the bare minimum of their job, this was happening because they were not able to cope with the job mentally. And even practically because they were being given unreasonable amounts of work in a short turnover space of time. And this is an issue that's happening in a lot of companies and organisations who are not prioritising mental wellbeing. And when I'm talking to clients and, you know, women who come to me, they're telling me that, you know, they're not considering me. I'm not important. I'm not valued. I'm just a commodity. So eventually what's going to happen is, of course, people are going to like quit and go elsewhere or, you know, people are starting to prioritise and look at things differently. And I think the pandemic and its aftermath have really changed workplace culture. I spoke about this with several guests Um, I remember speaking to Sarah about this on the episode I did with her about the great resignation and why people were quitting. But I've also spoken to several other guests about the impact of things like burnout, things like, you know, anxiety and stress. And I've done some specific episodes around stress. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, I think a lot of people feel under immense amounts of pressure because there's so many deadlines to meet. There's so much going on. There's so much to catch up on after Christmas. And it's this is the time where a lot of people just handing their resignation. I know this was the time that I handed in my resignation in a job where I was very, very unhappy quite a few years ago. And when I'm having clients that I'm working with, this is the time where they quit their job. And I think a lot of that is probably to do with the fact that when they've been off at Christmas, they've had that clarity of thought to think, mm, yeah don't like this job anymore, or uh, this job is killing me slowly, mentally, and I don't need to put up with this. Or if they've been bullied or they have a toxic boss or toxic work environment, no, I want more opportunities for myself. And I think what Gen Zers are doing that are really, really, really is impactful is they are prepared to work in different ways where a lot of people were willing to just put up with it and just follow it and just go, yeah, this is work, I get paid for this, I get the bills, that's it. It was a very kind of black and white approach. And because we've been discussing mental health and well-being a lot more and, you know, well-being is one of the career happiness pillars and it's something that comes up in pretty much 80 to 90 percent of the conversations I have with my clients. I feel that we've really, really got to address that particular pillar because I feel like so many people are focused on the pragmatic side of career development. Like, you know, how do you go up the ladder? How do you go this way, that way? But as we all know, there is no up anymore. It is kind of like, you know, a zigzag line. There isn't a definition where you necessarily go up. Some people don't want to go up. Some people, you know, a lot of my clients have been happy working in a way where they are in leadership positions where they're not necessarily managing. They're doing team management instead of actual people management. We've got to think about practical solutions to this and the rejection of hustle culture and the hustle problem is coming from a place where the younger generation have seen what it's done to the older generation. I've spoken very, very openly about things that have happened to me And, you know, I've had family members and relatives who have died from heart attacks because they've just literally worked themselves into the ground. People who are baby boomers, you know. So we've got to see our relationship with how working culture is changing. And it is changing. And for those of you who have kids who are from Gen Z, we've also got to be talking to them and including them in the conversation and asking their opinion on things. I think... I watched this really, really brilliant documentary that was made in 2020, actually. And um, it was called Fake Famous. And I think it was directed by a a journalist. And it was a really, really interesting documentary around how influencers and being Insta-famous has become this thing. And it showed how so many people have created a job and a life and a career out of being famous on the internet. And essentially in the film he did this experiment with three people who had you know were kind of like micro influencers and the aim was to make them influencers in the in the better sense of the word with hundreds of thousands of followers and the way that he did that is by you know buying bots and getting them engagement and that kind of thing. What was really really interesting about this particular program is that, you know, it was showing like kind of like what people talk about when they talk about soft life, you know, like easy living, easy money, all this kind of stuff that people like millennials and Gen Zers talk about all the time. And a lot of these kind of hashtags rife on social media. If you just hashtag all of these kind of terms that I'm talking about, you will be able to find out more about these kind of words that I'm speaking about here. But what was very, very interesting is that the people in this documentary were talking about how a lot of it became very, very fake and disingenuous and after a while they were starting to feel very, very uncomfortable and they realised that the way that they use social media and interact and want to have careers, there was one lady in particular who wants to be an actress, so she wanted to use Instagram to... Profile her career, but she didn't want to do things in a fake, disingenuous way and project things because a lot of the way that and a lot of the posts that we see online, especially on Instagram, it is very artificial. You know, like hiring a a fake (laughs) um, plane, private jet. You can hire a space where there's basically a studio for a fake private jet, and everything that we see on social media platforms is often it's been staged. Or there is something going on behind the scenes to project a certain image and a certain narrative. So if we then bring that into the hustle problem and the hustle culture, when we're seeing, you know, influences living a soft life or living a life (laughs) with earning lots of money, this does affect how the younger generation see things. And they may be actually rejecting the normal type of jobs that are needed in our society. Things like being a doctor being a lawyer, being an accountant, etc. And I'm just giving you throwaway examples, by the way. But when I'm talking to young people, they are thinking beyond that. They are thinking in ways where they are going to have, you know, certain priorities. And working culture is different. It is evolving. And I see this happening time and time again. And I get really excited by it, by a careers advisor. I'm very, very open to change. I think we need change because... When I was growing up as a millennial and I am an elder millennial, I've seen a lot of dialogue around get a job, work hard, do this, buy a house, have a white picket fence, you know, all these kind of things. And most people who live their lives now, you know, some people aren't married. I don't have children and that's not by choice. I've spoken about this on social media. It's because of the health conditions I've had and because of a lot of the things that have happened to me. And I'm, you know, in therapy, dealing with all of those things. But there's a lot of people right now who are going through things like infertility or, you know, women not be in a relationship with somebody. And, you know, maybe they want to have a child, but they can't because of other factors that are going on. And I saw an interesting video ages ago about a woman talking about how more and more women under the age of 25 are freezing their eggs Because more and more women are actually realising that maybe when they get to 35, it's almost like a handmaid's tell situation that we've got hair, that actually their fertility is decreasing. And I'm not saying that to scaremonger anyone in in, in any way. I'm just saying that people's priorities and the way that women are really, really showing up in the world and people in the workplace. Thing of, you know, I mentioned Mad Men, the TV show in the top title, TV shows to watch about workplace culture. If you watch that program, you'll see that in the 60s and 70s, women were given a different narrative in terms of how they should live their life. A lot of pressure was put on them to be homemakers rather than to have a career. And I talk, and I spoke about that in that episode. And compared to today, a lot of women working and they're bringing up families and some of them are doing it completely on their own because they've had a sperm donor and there's all sorts of things that have happened. And, you know, a lot of um, people who are in couples, same-sex relationships, they're bringing up children. The way that we are even living has evolved. It has completely changed. And the way that we have working has changed. And some of the key things that I see, the key patterns, are things like flexibility. We need flexibility because if we want pay equality there needs to be flexibility in how women and men work because there are a lot of single parents who are men as well I want to acknowledge that even though this podcast is predominantly for women but flexibility also if you do have a chronic illness if you've got a condition where you need to work from home have a particular need around social mobility that kind of thing but also flexibility because maybe you are a carer or you want flexibility in your work just because and I think that is something that often people struggle with. because like, oh, do you need flexibility before if you're 25, 26, and you have a job? Why can't you work in a full-time job? People question these kind of narratives. And you're allowed to have flexibility if you want to have flexibility. Why are we questioning people for that? We need to be, as a society, we need to be a bit more open to that instead of labelling people as lazy. I honestly believe that. The other thing is well-being. Things like working in a way where, again, we are hustle-free, but also we are prioritising our mental health. Things like, things like job crafting can really, really help. And I've contributed to a couple of articles around job crafting because what job crafting essentially does, and I'll put an article um, in the um, show notes for you to go and read if you're not familiar with job crafting, But essentially what it does is your organisation or manager will kind of maybe encourage you to do job crafting so that you do tasks in a certain way. So you have things like task crafting and that means that you can do your tasks maybe by using the Pomodoro technique or if it comes to relationship crafting, you know, you're working in a certain way where you're talking to colleagues in a certain way and um, cognitive crafting, which is much more kind of around like how you define and the meaning of your job and what the job means to you. And in a way, what your job means to you and the way it's designed and the way that you show up in terms of the purpose of your job. So there's a lot more to it. I will put a couple of links in the show notes that go through a little bit more around that. But this can really, really help your well-being and it can really, really help you within how you perform your job. And this is really, really important. And I think that a lot of people are looking into this now. And there's been a lot of research, there's some books as well about job crafting. It can help employee productivity. But it can also help people who are working from home in hybrid roles, who feel a little bit lonely or alone. And recently, I contributed some reasons behind why a lot of people are feeling lonely at work in an article written by Ellen Scott for Stylist and she's written a brilliant piece about how loneliness and burnout are linked but also she's talking about the impact of loneliness at work on our mental health brilliant article I'll put it in the show notes I talk about some of the main things that I've seen as to what's leading people to feeling really really lonely at work all these things are really really factoring into this rejection of hustle culture and the hustle problem that we have in our society and then you've got things like mentorship know, mentorship is really, really important and people need mentoring. And I offer career mentoring to my clients as well as careers advice and coaching because I feel like people need career mentorship and people are crying for mentorship. I think a lot of people from younger generations like Gen Zers just feel like millennials, some millennials or some Gen Xers and boomers are not willing to listen to what they have to bring to the table and this is also not right we've got to start working with mentees to help them feel supported to help them feel heard to answer their questions mentorship is another thing that I think a lot of people really really need so that they can not only learn but move forward and also what I see with people as well in terms of them wanting to really really carve out and get rid of the hustle problem and the hustle culture is they often are working in a very kind of portfolio style you know a flexible way but also they have side hustles and they have an entrepreneurial spirit so when we're thinking about all these things this rejection of hustle culture it's not it it has emerged a lot more because of the pandemic the way that the younger generation thinks they are much more open to changes and you know we spoke about this with Lou Costello I spoke about this with her and I know we covered a lot about diversity and inclusion in that episode but we also spoke about the impact of burnout and mental health and when you should be getting support and I think what's really really good about the younger generation and Gen Z is they're much more willing to ask for help. They don't just pretend there isn't a problem. They and the, the phrase getting on with it, it isn't always helpful to get on with things and I know this myself as someone who has continuously gone through mental health problems in my life. Um the start to the year for me hasn't been an easy year I'm being very open on the podcast as I am. And I've had to really, really regroup and think about what I can do to to work on that. People are so much more open to talking about these things. And that's where social media can be helpful. That's where it can be helpful if there is support out there. But some of the things that I really, really see people talking about on TikTok and Instagram when it comes to careers in a positive way with with the ejection of the hustle, hustle life and the hustle problem, this hustle free life that people are aiming to live is not having a typical career. There is no such thing as a typical career. You know, a lot of people sometimes can have two careers. You see this with a lot of people who might be content creators, but also have a day job as a doctor or as a writer or as a journalist and do other things. So I honestly think that it's also about us being open to the changes that we're seeing and Understanding that workplace culture and the 4 day week and you know, flexible working and having shorter days isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's about understanding why people are quitting. But it's also about understanding if people are rejecting hustle culture. We've still got a lot of work that we have to do. We've got, we've got to get work done, <laughs> but we have to prioritise well-being we have to then look at if i go back to the career happiness pillars here what are we doing to encourage and support a young person's or you know employees in general confidence levels what is going on there because that's also one of the career happiness pillars and i'm bringing that one in as well because i th- i hear a lot of people that i speak to my clients in particular who feel that Confidence is something that changes for them when they become a mum. We spoke recently about this with Biraj, who was on the podcast, but also any changes that happen like redundancy. And then if we look at the pillar of clarity, one of the main reasons why I think a lot of people are confused at work is because people are not given the tools. So the mentorship, for example, or the support or the guidance. Or they very, very sparsely speak to their manager or supervisor about any issues they're having in their job. And so if they don't have that kind of guidance and leadership in place, how are they gonna learn? How are they gonna move forward and understand what they really, really want in that job? And if somebody has joined a company and they've got an internship or you know they're going through a grad scheme or they're doing a job that they've recently gone into, even if it's the same industry, but it's a different job. What are the practical tools to help with that, so that they're not just, you know, um, being, you know, going in without an induction? I see this as an issue where some people don't even have an induction anymore because there's not enough time anymore. And I'm like, what do you mean there's not enough time? Surely there needs to be something in place to help. Just because you're the other person is pressured and overwhelmed, doesn't mean this person should be completely ignored because the job needs to be done to a good level, right, surely. And that also impacts people's well-being because stress levels are exacerbated because people do not understand what they need to do in their day-to-day life and that causes confusion in a workplace because nobody's given them anything to do in a practical way but nobody's telling them or, you know, speaking to them or encouraging them or, you know, building relationships with them and that causes a lot of lack of clarity at work. But also it causes people to feel confused because even if they want to learn, even if they're having that willingness and that being, they, want, they are a self-starter and they really, really want to learn, they'll leave because they're st- they still go away confused because they feel like they're not really being listened to or led in a particular way. And then, you know, we've got the, the, the pillar of support at work. Um, the last pillar, support is so important in the workplace. And whether you go to the office right now, or you're working in a hybrid role, or a completely remote job, I do really, really want to ask you the question here in terms of the hustle problem and the hustle culture. You know, what have you seen in the workplace that you think is draining you? Or what have you seen in the workplace that you know is going really, really well? There are a lot of organizations right now that are actually really trying to change the narrative around this and support their workers and doing really, really great stuff. But there are also a lot of organizations that don't listen to the needs of their employees. So whatever you take away from this episode, I just hope it helps you be a bit more open around hustle culture because I think we've got to listen to the next generation a bit more instead of labelling them and I wrote about this in my post because we were labelled as being entitled (laughs) millennials and I think we've got to stop labelling and also to the parents I want to say something to you I'm not a parent but to all the parents out there you've probably got kids from the Gen Z, the alphas, which is the next generations of people who are still in school and beyond. So what what are we going to do to support them? We've got to support them. One of the reasons I became a careers advisor is because I wanted to support people. And when I started working in schools, working with young people completely changed my outlook on how I wanted to support the next generation. I've always been very passionate about that. So I think we've also got to work together. So schools have to work together with parents and careers advisors and other educational practitioners. If you're if you work in an educational environment, universities need to do the same. But also, if you work in a workplace and you're taking in on interns and you're taking on graduate schemes, make sure that those people are really, really being supported in a way that helps them thrive rather than allowing them to feel like they are completely burnt out by the end of it, stressed, depressed, and then they leave. I I mentioned the other TV programme that I mentioned, linking in with that on the TV shows to watch, and also in that hustle culture, sorry, hustle problem episode was industry. That show highlights some of the damaging things that can happen when people are striving so hard to perform at work, Bad things happen to them. I'm not going to go into what happens in the first season, but something significant happens to highlight that point. So we've got to work together on this. But I also think that this change ahead and this rejection is a good thing, because we, we cannot keep on burning ourselves into the ground. And I've seen and I continue to see women and men going through this. So we need support in place. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I would really, really love to hear your thoughts and comments on this topic. So do drop me an email at shoma at Mentor.com. If you're interested in working with me one-to-one as a client, I do currently have some spaces available. Do reach out to me so that we can book a call. Um, You do have to apply for a call, but... Um, Once you fill in the form, if I think you're a good fit, we can go from there. And Then you can ask me questions and then go from there. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Career Happiness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media or with somebody you know it will make a significant difference to. And remember, if you haven't already, please take some time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.